talented, professional. Nowhere did I see any of those keywords used for the Footscray Football Club. Well done. That's it. We're the desperate dogs. We're the Australian football battlers. Good one, Danny. Footscray harnessed in those days of struggle. Another one that came out in the paper last year was dogs take bite out of image. Well, I reckon that's a load of crap because I don't think you've taken any bite out of the image so far. Well, with the sombre tune, the thomber theme theme tune of the uh, Year of the Dogs documentary, yes. welcome to the Freedom in a Cage podcast. It's a different change of way, isn't it? <laughs> that's a, that's not a that's George not Michael. No. George Michael's. That's very up. No, the. Can I? I want to straight off the bat. Yeah. I want to. I want to. We're gonna. We're gonna talk a lot about the Year of the Dogs. This whole podcast has been leading up to this moment. This yeah. is a passion for both of us. <laughs> we're gonna do some good stuff, but. I I just want to talk to you about the music. And now you're a documentary maker. Mm. Is there anything premeditated about the music? Of as soon as you hear that music, the it's the it's the it's the sort of music score equivalent of wop wop wow. These guys, these guys don't they don't win the premiership. Just a, <laughs> spoiler alert: this season goes really badly. Well, I guess that's the great thing about the music because when you're watching it for the first time, it's not until afterwards or you rewatch it you, you pick up on those small nuances of yeah, oh yeah, that music is really there. But then it's also got like you know like the beats in it and the, the drums come into it in some of the games like the Collingwood game and various things. Hang on, there a chance here. Yeah, the drums. Might the, turn. the drums. I feel like having now rewatching it. Feel like I'm being walked to the gallows. Yes, but well, what usually happens in the process and the, when we did outsiders, I didn't. It was a different way of working because what you usually do sometimes, say you work in TV, you might you might select your music first, set your tone, right, and then put your pictures down. You would with say maybe a, a feature or something like that. You'll edit. Give that to a composer, yeah, and right. they go away and set the, the score, score to that. So it's a really different way because yeah. sometimes you use music as your way in to go to set the tone, that. but you're a bit like, "Here's the story," and they come back and they go, "Wow, that's a layer that yeah, I right. never oh, expected," wow. yeah. and they've just added fifty percent to the total feeling. So yeah. th- that probably the edit went through. Do you think there's maybe? Any, do you think there's any chance that Michael Cordell got the <laughs> sent it off to the and got it back and went, <laughs> Oh gee, it's a bit of a downer. Light oh, it up I was a expecting bit. a bit of <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking out sunshine. Yeah. Don't blame it on the moonlight. Yeah. Uh where, where would you like to start? There's there's so many there's so many starting points. Well here. I guess, well, one this is Year of the Dogs is is the the great football documentary that we people do you see it like that do you you see it in that light has to be i i do i do just because of one we haven't had that many documentaries made about football pete dixon's done a great job in the last few years with the final story and a few things but that you know there's the club yep as a feature film which is great um which sort of crosses the line i always feel because you've got actual peter dacos in it and renee kink and some of these you know great football and the scenes were great yeah um there's a, a short documentary called Heathens, which yeah, is on their St. Kilda fans in the outer. I've never even heard of find. that. Yeah. Heathens. It's done about sort of early 90s. And it's just about that 
culture of the terraces. I yeah. guess St Kilda fans passionate. Pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, the terraces but, are up. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> um, but what? There was a hundred years of footy. There was a couple of other ones. But yeah, that, you I, I, no, that's the one I remember. The in the you know when ninety six mm. and the hundred years of football. I remember watching that. That was a you know taping that on the VHS. Yeah, which was great yeah, because that that, that 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 was for the first time you saw that vision of Dermy. Yeah, get up after yeah, yeah, hit. yeah, yeah. And his words of him, you know, yeah, coming back to his position was like, wow, yeah, Wolsey, just yeah, the John you know, Kennedy. And the, the, the nice part is, that I guess now with Fox Footy, there, there's the possibility there's more and more. Well, people seem to like it, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. We're in the we're in the the age of the sport access, access but the sporting dock. Yeah. ESPN 30 for 30 and all that garb. Do you have a favourite, before we get right into Year of the Dog, is there a favourite sporting documentary? Well, the first one I was aware of, the one that the one that made... Because thing, in Warrigal growing up in the 90s, things had to... the mainstream, Only the mainstream, you know, flowed all the way to, to Warrigal. But the When We Were Kings, Muhammad Ali, um, George Foreman, that, that was the one that made its way... To me, I, I wouldn't have been aware. I don't think it wouldn't have been on my radar. Sports documentary. I don't think at that time. You've, have you seen? You've seen the other the art the other Ali one. Um, is it Muhammad and Larry? Have yeah, you seen that's, that one that they yeah, made that they found all that footage before one of his last fights, which is utterly depressing. Yeah, but incredible. Yes, but really kind of sad. And there's you know that's irresponsible. The fact that he couldn't touch his nose with his index finger before the fight probably tells you this guy's had one too many yeah. punches to the head things have changed a little yeah. bit and then has three more fights after that it's amazing that yeah. to think of yeah uh, have you got what's your have you got a have you got a favourite sports documentary I thought Senna's amazing yep. if you've seen like yeah, just seen because Senna. of the art because I thought wow they, they shot this and they've just kept this yeah. and, and so the archive of that and Hoop Dreams is one I think it was made by a guy called Jonathan Hock and, and it followed two Aspiring basketballers, which I watched on the back of your recommendation. Which yeah, is, and yeah. it's a long one; it's three yeah. hours. But it, it, it's almost the advent of the, the first sort of. I guess mate might have even started reality TV as well, in a sense, because it just it's well, basketball is just the setting, but it's just a story about two kids in. Is that why the access is so much better? Like you're the dog because nothing; these things hadn't been done before. You kind of watching it now, going, "Whoa, that's quite amazing that they were allowed right there." Yeah, literally right, right there. there. They're in the showers. I think I so. Could have done without that bit. But. I wonder if it. I wonder if it's. Oh, gee, how do you know? And a lot of it comes down to trust. Is it the the modern news cycle? Is it you know everything's changed? One of the things that. When you watch Year of the Dogs, is I love the post-match press conferences because it's just—it's like the the NBA huddle at the locker room. That <laughs> Joyce is just standing against the wall, and there's the mob there just going, "Okay." And it's all the old, yeah. the beat journos are there, sort of. Yeah. What are the questions? And and that's it. There's no not even time for an advertising board to get up or. Yeah. Like I don't think they'd invented the club polo shirt in Year of the Dog. No, and they're not really now. There's a sense of oh, you know, he's got to sell the cl- the coach has to you know he's got to sell hope and he's got to sell the club and there's. There's not that vibe to those post-match. No, it's like I'm. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a little bit of something, and I've got to get out of this room. Yeah, yeah. This, is, my, this is not my job, but I've got to endure this. Yeah, but mm. there was no preparation to go in before it to go. All right, I'll make sure I, I hit that message. Here's the latest. They're on you, and you're tucked back into a corner. And thanks very much. See you later. Yeah. Uh, let's. Where, where do you want to start? What, what bit would you like to start with? Well, 
What what uh what? Just run through a couple of things that you love about Ear of the Dog once you had a look again at it because I hadn't seen it for a few years. And for those that haven't seen it, which I'll because you always sure. told me a story that I always found really interesting was when you got drafted to the Bulldogs that you then went and watched. Yeah, Ear of the Dog. So we had we had watched it. I think oh, really. I think our our family had watched it at some point, maybe when it had come out or. And then when I got drafted by the Bulldogs, I remember, let's go straight down to Civic Video in Warrigal, <laughs> and and we hired the video and watched it. And when I tell Bulldogs people that who were around at the time, they kind of shudder and like, oh, they get a bit self-conscious of, oh, that's, you know, that's mm. not what you would have wanted to show, you know, the your, your newest drafter. But we were like, no, nah, it was it was still so exciting for us, and and it was a like as as bad as it was in some way in terms of the disastrous football season. I mean, mm. just about everything goes wrong, mm. but it was still a football. Cl- you know, it was very much a football club. And I look back thinking, I wonder if part of why we loved it so much was that it didn't seem like that bigger jump from Warrigal Football Club to Footscray. That like it wasn't. It's, this was not the Lexus Centre. You know, yeah. this is. These guys are dressed in like they got t-shirts under their footy jumpers. They're in different coloured shorts. They're all just sitting around on the floor before training. <laughs> well, I know. Well, it's before the day of the full-time football. Obviously, yeah. isn't it? There's, there's a shot there later on. I think, and Rick Kennedy's talking to the group, and Scotty Wines in suit and tie, and <laughs> Sim Wallace suit and tie, and then others that you go, okay, you've just rolled in from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, like it's, it's amazing to watch throughout. Yeah, like I Richard to... Osborne's wardrobe always sticks out. That he's got an NRL jersey on in one yeah. scene and he'd been to Miami for his off season holiday another. Yeah. exactly <laughs> like, it's just these great moments and the access is phenomenal that they get yeah you know like it, it, within the, I, I look at that and now look at how sort of I guess footy's changed and in the first scene in about three minutes in Joyce must be talking to the group following they lose to Brisbane I think it must be round one and then in the background there's Matthew Croft just sitting in his undies in the post-match speech have you seen so he's just sitting there in his undies and Brad Johnson's just enjoying a can of Solo yeah like when did Solo when, was, when did Solo get phased out as post-game no, recovery or is still, Solo still a thing uh, post-match yeah the old there's no Gatorade when, there's no sports drinks no that's true there were, yeah that's in the when did sports drinks come in yeah well I think uh, well I want to I think you know, solo a can of solo still got its still got its place. You know, I, I wanted to stop just just prior to that. Saying that they got the after the. Well, can I just go mention there is one other? There's another great documentary which is a little bit like it must be you know 20 years before the dog. It's called War Without Weapons. Oh yeah, and it was a short documentary feature um, made about Barassi and North Melbourne Footy Club. Right, and you would have seen snippets. This so is the 70, one. Is this yeah, the seventy? I think it's seventy eight, seventy nine. And I followed a player called Kevin Bryant, so who came the, out Barassi with the lapels. And yeah, yeah, just a little bit that, and you would have heard some of the great audio of Barassi giving yeah. it to Daryl Sutton and this <laughs> and that. Uh, but it follows this recruit come over from WA Kevin Bryant I think his name is and a bit of the pre-season stuff and Barassi's there goes to this first game against Carlton then the film just ends and I was I'd never seen it before until yeah. a, a mate bought it for me a few years ago and I was like this is going to be amazing I'm all in on this yeah. what happens this year and then the credits roll because it only goes 29 minutes 
It's and that, but that is also the same thing. Of it encapsulates this time period. Just that. That's like, the seventies. That was that time. Like Barras was coach. Yeah. Um, it doesn't you know, get much more seventies football than Barassi coaching North Melbourne. I don't think. No, exactly. But he was involved in every way. Yeah. Sorry, but I don't. No, that's okay. Uh, I just th- that that bit. Of, so it's after the 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 mournful horns intro yes. music, and then it starts the you know the drums and then it goes to Alan Joyce and it like pauses and it's like Alan Joyce the coach and you immediately go well he gets sacked (laughs) 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 yeah that was uh, I heard something recently about um, Samuel Jackson in Jurassic Park Mm. and Sam Neill was reading the script and he kept saying that Samuel Jackson's smoking a cigarette and he goes oh he dies Really? Yeah. <laughs> you just know that watching this back, like, oh, yeah, the coach, is, he's gone. <laughs> it's just like the, the big freeze frame, <laughs> Alan Joyce, the coach, go, oh, yeah, no, he's, he's done. He gets... <laughs> a couple of things else stand out. Like Danny Southern, you just realise, you go, what a career that, unfortunately, like injury yeah. after injury, because even the postscript, like the first find him and, and he's cutting the, um, the plaster off his arm. And you go, mm. oh, yeah, okay. If only Danny Southern had actually a good run without injuries, yeah. it would have been amazing. Because then, the, then at the very end of the film, I think it's still, you know, postscript, Danny Southern, <laughs> still injured. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, I had one year with Sado. Did you? Like, so halfway through the year and he... He announced his retirement because his knee. I mean, he's only he's like twenty six. He? Yeah, he seems so much older than that. Partly because he, how old would he be? Ninety. He'd be like nineteen twenty. Mm. But he was always like, oh no, he's that Danny Southern Bulldogs. He was. Or, he was I don't know if iconic is the right mm. word, but he was kind of that cult hero right from the start. Yeah, he was. A, he was. A I still have this. What's really interesting for me watching it, like it's set in 1996, made in 97. I don't find 96 as a footy year that long ago, but watching it is like how old? It seems the, like oh, that could be 1968. Yeah, it does because of you know it's you know suburban grounds. Even even watching you know. Pat and Jenny walk into the MCG and go, choose where they're going to sit. Yeah. Well, you go, you just don't really choose where you sit so much anymore. Nah. You know, j- just really simple things of, oh, you know, the... Oh, do you th- I, want, I, it's, I wonder if that was deliberate on behalf, on the... Is it Michael Cordell, mm. the filmmaker, or whether it just happened, they're those nice little accidents along the way of that's a time capsule, or whether it was just, you know, he's just following Pat and Jenny into the ground, but you get so many of those little moments going, oh, that's right. Like, the players rolling in for training in their... Some in their suits, and, and the uniform is not... It's not... <laughs> Kind of aligned. No, there's a loose sort of there's red jumpers and green jumpers and blue jumpers. Yeah, some blokes have got socks up and t-shirts underneath. It's very. Can I ask you a question? You may know the answer. You know, it encapsulates a, a year in in Footscray. It's, I, I, did, I forgot that too. This was the last year the club was known as the Footscray yeah. Football Club. How many games were covered in the film? Four. There's the one at the start, Brisbane. You, but you, you think mm. you get a good overall picture of the season, yeah. don't you? There's not that many, though, is there? There's literally six. Six. Yeah, Which right. is pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. To tell a season through six games. And, you know, and the first two are almost round one, round two. They play Brisbane, North. That's yeah. where things are a bit horrible. Fitzroy, they have a win. Yeah. And go to Sydney. Sydney and then, and then it all falls apart. And then there's, there's two games featured with Terry Wallace, Collingwood yeah. and Essendon. That the the thing that jumped out at me watching it again was the 
the the size, just how small the football club, and it is that it is the transition from Footscray to Western Bulldogs. But mm. It's like wow, that's a it's, it. It does all feel very small and like a local football club. That was the thing that jumped and thinking, wow, that that's only twenty two years ago, but it feels like a a lot more. I think the game really changed a lot in in a few years. Well, I, I arrived four years later, and it was professional then, as in that had moved to a different. Well, maybe Scotty Wine still worked, but <clears throat> pardon me. But everyone else, on my memory of it is no, no. That was what they training was during the day. wasn't wasn't training at nights. Yeah, those sort of things. And well, you know, and the, and the other part, I guess, you know, that, that always draws me in is Pat and Jenny and their loyalty to the yeah. club, and then even Peter. Yeah. Like seeing Peter in it and going, what he's you know fighting for and his commitment to the club that you just go, wow, he just loves this club. Yeah, and how far back it all goes. But yeah, the, so the, well, the reason why we sort of started wasn't it was for it was you know Pat and Pat and Jenny and we lost Pat Hodgson last week, uh, which was which was very sad. But so that that our minds went straight to straight to this documentary, and it is a it's a great emotional anchor point for the. For the whole film, because so much goes up and down. You got the Alan Joyce is the coach, then he's replaced by Terrell. The side's just going no good. There's the takeover, mm-hmm. Footscray to Western Bulldogs, Sean Baxter's battling cancer, liver. St- yeah, liver's, you know, seems to be, he gets wound up at one point. So it's all up and down and across, and, and then Pat and Jenny's a kind of like, the, they're the constant of. Yeah, you know the other thing I saw—I didn't realize. Like, so, so you and watching her, I know that face. And there was a cutaway in the crowd, and it was of remember the the supporter Gary Hinks this year. Gary Hinks went to his one thousandth game. Yeah, that's right. It's like in Year of the Dog. So it's true. He was yeah. there. That was <laughs> in the middle of the run. I saw him at the airport. You know, backs backs up, backs up, backs it up well. Yep. Uh, the other part that's interesting. Did you ever have any interesting sports? Psychologists come come through, you know, any strange sort of sports psychologist moments through your time at the Dogs or um, or various things. Oh, I love me a bit of psychology. Yeah. So, we, and we've had we've had quite a few over the years. Yeah, I always like that stuff. I kind of soaked that up because there's that really fascinating part in there where the, where the sports. I'm not a sports psychologist. I'm well, not sure if he, <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to ask you about this because the sports psych in the in the film who is only in for a short period yes. but really has big impact. Yes. But it does go into sort of marketing. Yes. It's like, I'm not sure. <laughs> is it psychology or is it or is it brand development? Yeah. Well, There's a lot of, you know, with the battling, you know, we've got to change this, change, you know, changing perceptions. But it's about, that's outside perceptions. There's not a lot of going into the mind. Of no, the, so maybe uh, maybe it's certainly not a flanker. sports psychologist in in that that sense of the term. You know, nah. Can I can I play you a bit? There's a, there's a couple of so there's a couple of great scenes that I I do love, but this one particularly made me laugh. And it's a it's in and around the access of the day, and they're sitting close to the bench with Alan Joyce um, at the Sydney game. This is the so this is where it goes really pear. Yeah, a little bit. But but there, there's I just want you to have a listen to this. Um, a little bit of audio, and then I'll ask you a question off the back of it. Okay. What do I do, boys? This game's getting out of our hands very quickly. Let's put Kellett on the footy. Kellett, yeah, I agree with that. You there? <clears throat> right, bring Libber off. You there? 
Hello? Does anyone going to answer the phone? At the phone. Tell him to pick the Yep, he does there, bring Libba off. Right, and Danny Southern can just play that loose up on the wing on garlic. Right, hold it there. Right, now get Dars into the goal square. Get Curly out. Right, get Dars right back in the goal square. Right, Grandy into centre-half forward. Push Hargraves out the other side. And use the two smaller ones, Watson Curly up. Right, Hargraves and Darcy back. Right, and Grandy be the... So what's the message to the runner? Gee, that's a lot. Uh, that's why. Yeah, I know. It was a, oh. So you, I've, uh. what's the start of it? Where, you, you've run out. You're, so bang, you're off. Where do you go first? You go, um, uh, I got to get. <laughs> oh, you know where? You know where he lost me. <laughs> got to get Southo loose up on the wing on garlic. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna play a loose man on the wing <laughs> on garlic. What? I just was like, whoa. Oh no way. That's why I couldn't be a runner. Him. So couldn't be a runner. No way. Fancy rain. I was listening to that last night. I go, whoa. Darson and Hargrave's back. The small one's up. Yeah. <laughs> Watson. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, there's a lot going on in that one exchange, isn't there? Of Okay. <laughs> Do you have a favourite a favorite line or a favourite scene out of... Oh, well... Outside of the obvious... Outside of the obvious. Well, yeah, maybe. You know, we all we should talk about. And we've yeah, we'll, now we'll, we'll get well. to that. We'll, now we'll get to that. We'll, now we've got to save that. That's the bit. When we say, you know, the speech, we know what we know what bit we're talking about. You know, just a little. I just want to give a little mention to Scotty Wine's Corky. How amazing is that? I, it's it's one of the things my mind drifts and to. Is that through though the thigh pad. Yeah. You used to wear those big thigh. Yeah, well, pads. that's why I used to wear them. Look at that. That was like. Looked like, looked like four kilos of blue vein cheese. <laughs> it's like a big. It's amazing, isn't it? It's massive. Big. That's what my. Yeah, and I just wanted to, you know, shout out to Windy if he's listening. I don't know, mate. <laughs> I saw that last night. He bled like, wow. for the club internally. Yeah. You. F- yeah, it's funny though, isn't it? You feel the. You feel the pain. Of the of a football season, emotionally, obviously, you f- you, f- you get a sense of that, and but you feel the physical. What's that? You're a you're a documentary. No, you're that, not, that, you're but the, like even like the the cutting of Southo's hearing it, the, the hearing that, even the tape off his, then wine. You get a sense of the the physical toll, which I think. But is, I also is think that that really well in the game because all the game is shot and you see it from a low level, so it's really frenetic. Yeah, you know, when it's up close and it's tight, and then you're in the stands and you're like, "Oh, this feels like yeah. a footy game," you know, mm. at all costs. You know, usually broadcast, you're sort of a little bit away and you're a bit removed, but you're right in this madness and mayhem of bodies yes. colliding and, and balls spilling free, and you're like, oh, "I don't really know sort of what's going on and what's going to happen." Can we can we go to the speech, the yeah. the moment? Yeah. Do you want me to play it? Can you play it? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to find it. Yeah. One sec. So on the speech though, the best part of the speech isn't but the speech. No, that it's the pre. Yes, it's it's, it's the moment. I'm going to give it to him. The moment. That's the best bit. Yeah. Siren goes, and here we go. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> let's get out of it. Come on, let's get out of it. I'm going to get right up him. Hey, I'm going to get right up him in a positive manner. But you just can't be happy with that. Turn a point from mate. I just can't. I'm still going to get right up him. 
So that that's the moment before. I'm going to get right up. I'm in a positive <laughs> manner. <laughs> is, that a, is that an oxymoron? Is that an oxymoron? Which I'm going to get right it? up. I'm in a positive manner. Like, oh. <laughs> just <laughs> Which then then leads to the speech. I don't know about you blokes, but I can't bear losing a game like that! Look, fantastic effort, but what does a fantastic effort mean? It doesn't get us out of that! We don't get diddly squat! We don't get a point! They don't give us something just getting close! It means nothing! If you can think that I'm going to be happy walking into this room when we get beaten still, we can't be! We just can't accept it! I don't know about you guys. Like, if I see one bloke walk out of here, getting a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spew up. Because it's just not acceptable. We were rebel in that first quarter. Absolutely bloody disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Yeah, three quarters. We worked our asses off. We worked our backsides off to get back into the game. But the game is about 120 minutes of footy and that was the most winnable one that we'd get for a long time and we just pissed it down the drain. We absolutely pissed that game down the drain. Don't any one of you forget about it. Take away one thing from this game. You have the ability to play in this competition and play it very, very, very well. We cannot go from that, right, which we displayed in three quarters, back to what we displayed in the first quarter ever again. Ever again. Go and have your showers. We'll see you back at the social club. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> see you back at the social club. That's the best. I've got it. We're going to get to Rowan yes. Smith, who was there at yes. the time, in a, in a moment. But I've just got to, I just want to dissect this the speech the diddly squat speech yep <laughs> the first thing I loved if you notice the, you know, there's just he, there's just a there's a couple of heartbeats of what's he waiting for and then the door shuts clunk and then it's like straight to a hundred <laughs> goes from zero to a hundred the door closes <laughs> I don't know why he's waiting for the door to close people in the southern stand <laughs> could have heard the speech the spew up is that in my head he, he said it twice but he doesn't he only says he only, player yeah. only says I will spew up, which is the that's the that's the most famous line of the whole documentary, yep. I think. So it's the Would most you, one of the most famous lines, I think, almost in football. Yeah. Here's a question for you. I'm going to get up them in a positive manner. Did he <laughs> succeed? <laughs> I think he did. I actually think he pulled off the impossible. Really? I'm going to get up them in a positive manner. Now, when you first hear that, you think that that you can't do that. That's two opposing <laughs> horses. But he, I think he does it. If you're if you're in that room as a player, we can ask to see at the social club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's the the, the, the the other line is you have the ability. So he changes yep. his tone, and you have the ability. So that's the, the balance of it. Yeah. And so here's the other question I've got. So. The next season, so that's yeah. 96 is the disaster. Everything goes wrong, plough takes over. Next year, like, it, it's 
within a whisker of making a grand final and po- and possibly slash probably winning the premiership. So I, I wonder, in retrospect, say I'm asking a lot of you here. Yeah. Dogs win it the next year. Is that speech viewed differently? Spew up's probably not the most memorable bit. Well, it's it's a. Yeah, what do you think about that? St- it would still be the most memorable bit because it's still, well, still the funniest it's still line. Just a perfect cap point to anything. I st- I think it becomes a different thing though. Well, in in a sense, over the overall context of the message of what he's saying is he got up them in a positive note. That we can't accept that, but you have the ability because at that 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 moment, those players think they're just like they feel like absolute dirt. Yes, but yeah, and it can't be, and it, we cannot be happy with that. Yeah, that that's now the, the line isn't there. The line is we aim to go here. Yeah, and like Plough, you know, he was he was a charismatic front man, and I think that that does capture it pretty well of what he what he had in the kit bag. Um, anyway, have a shower, and we'll see you back at the social club, eighty. Yes. Uh, while you're doing that, we're going to call in our, our, our next guest, Rowan Bubba Smith, who was there. I know. I need to ask. He him. was there. We're going to ask him whether he got a pat on the back and whether Terry did, in fact. You <laughs> up. Welcome to the Footscray Caravan Park, uh, Bulldogs legend, stalwart, passionate, passionate local Western Suburbs man, Rowan Bubba-Smith. Oh, boys. How are you? Thanks for having me. No, mate. It's great to have you here. Sorry it took so long. That's all right. I was waiting for the call for a long (laughs) time. You've been been sitting by the phone. (laughs) When are they going to call? And I got a call yesterday and I'm like, yes. Beautiful. So we're talking about you were sitting waiting by the phone. We've just been talking about the speech. Is it, so it's last game of the year. Last game. No, no it second last game. Second last game. No, I reckon it was about the, maybe five to go. Five oh, or really? Six okay. to go. Yeah, because Plough took over. Right. Um, the from, Bombers from is the last one, isn't it? Yeah, the Bombers. Bombers is the last one. Oh, yeah, it's one. the Collingwood game. Yes. Yeah. So Collingwood was about five or six to go. So right. he, was, he was coaching for that five or six weeks. Yeah. And he got that little spike. Yeah. And he just wanted to instill in the players just to, hey, we're not here just to finish off the season. and Because we were shot. Yeah. Like, I mean, seriously, we couldn't hardly win a game. And the players, you know, like, we're nearly gone. Mentally, and, you know, we just, we thought we couldn't win. Yeah. Um, so I think in that speech... So what's it like when you listen back to that? Do you, does it sort of transport you back into the room? Yeah, it does. It does, because, uh, like, I remember getting in, and you talked about the uh, the door closing. You could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Um, and Plough used to always, when he's going to give a spray, <laughs> when he's going to give a spray, um, yeah, it just lifts up the, uh, the chin, lifts up goes the chin up. and the, the neck um, the veins. The jugular vein. You can see the veins in his, in his, in his neck. And you go, mm, we're going to cop it here, which was fair enough. So, so from what Bob mentioned though before, because 97 then is a great turnaround. So what changed between, say, that end period of 96, 97? It was probably him. And in that speech you're talking about, um, you know, giving the players belief. Um, because we were good enough. We, we actually had a, a talented team. Did you th- did you feel like that in 90s? Did you sort of think, oh, we've got talent here, or you're thinking, yeah. oh, we're just no good? Well, you know what I'm like, Bob. I'm yeah, pretty yeah. positive. And I'm, yeah. I'm looking around going, we've got some, we've got some play. good players in here. Like, I mean, we, we're better than this. Surely we're better. And um, so it was just that little spark that 
Uh, we probably need to train harder. Probably need to work that a little bit harder. And which player really installed? Um, yeah. You know, during preseason, um, we just that, got that, flogged. That's a famous preseason. That one isn't it? The well, ninety over ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah. So we went back to training on the fourth of October. So, so wow. And so when so we six days after the grand final. Oh. So North Melbourne had just won the grand final in ninety six. We went back to training on the fourth of October. So wh- how 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 much earlier is that than normal? Uh, it's probably maybe about four weeks. Yeah, we which is half. Ten. So that's like half having your cut, holidays cut in half. Yeah, essentially. But it wasn't. I think back then there was no set holiday. Yeah. You just already ate. You know what? You blokes are coming back in two weeks' time or three yeah. weeks' time, whatever. So fourth of October we start, and uh, you know we go all the way through. We play North Melbourne in the first ANSET Cup game of preseason '97, and they beat us, and they're walking off, and they're laughing at us, going. Oh, you blokes started training on the 4th of October. We were drinking, you know, like and da-da-da after winning the premiership. And you still can't beat us. And it's sort of that ingrained in my head that you know, this is hurting a little bit now. And yeah. So that so was good. It was actually good for us to, to get that and yeah. get a little bit of a... Uh, but we'd done the work. So we knew we'd done the work. And then 97 played out the way that it did. So take us back to '96. Though, were you, yep. were, did you, were you one of the ones in the suit? Were you, were you working during the day? Yeah, yeah, I worked. Well, at, <laughs> I worked at CBC Bearings Consolidated. <laughs> Bearing. <laughs> so you had a prop. You had a proper job. You I was pro- a, you were a proper grown up. I was a sales rep. Sales rep for Consolidated Bearing Company. So you drive around all the you know places here in the western suburbs and selling them bearings and lubrication and all that. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so how many hours a week were you, were you working? You know, so normal job, normal so, yeah, you know, eight thirty to four thirty. Wow. Um, come to training at four thirty. You know, do your weights, train, drive home at eight thirty at night, nine o'clock. That's the way it was. Yeah. Um, and then that preseason really went. It went um, professionally. It changed over that next year. Yeah, that next yeah, year. Wow. So ninety seven. So was that, was that in the league or was that just the dogs? Was that it a- was sort of coming across yeah. the league. Um, you know, Plough really drove that, I suppose. Uh, yeah. He wanted players to go professional. Because he yeah. was a professional full-time yeah, well, when he, he played, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, that, that's the thing. He could dedicate himself. He was earning some good cash. Yeah. Um, and he could ded- dedicate himself in the footy. I was just watching the, the Hall of Fame when he, with his speech. And, yeah. you know, he used to go and do recovery and all that sort of stuff where no one else would. Um, so he was a little bit ahead of ahead of the time. And, and he wanted the players to, to go professional and... Um, which we all started doing that that sort of preseason sort of weaned off work um, and then started started um, training. Uh, we were talking, about, uh, we lost Pat Hodgson last mm. week, and and Pat and yeah. Jenny are uh, we, we've described like an emotional anchor point yeah. through that. Can you do you remember them during that year, or what are you, what are your sort of memories of of, of Pat? Yeah, oh, well, Pat was here, rain, hail or shine. Every single week, like would be would be a training, and you'd run out, and all you'd hear was Pat's voice and Jenny's voice, obviously, and the claps. Well done, boys. Good stuff, yeah. And that you can't replace that at a mm. footy club. You cannot replace that whatsoever. So when no matter if you got beaten by twenty goals on the on the Sunday, uh, we'd run out on the Monday for or Tuesday for training. Five thirty, the lights are on. It's gloomy. Pat and Jenny are there, blanket over the legs. Well done, boys, and stand up. They'd stand up straight away. Stand so they'd up, yeah. si- so they'd be sitting down. As soon as the players ran out of the race, up they'd stand. You know, and That's like great that to me, like when you looked over and they were standing for you, 
was amazing. So mm. just the love and the passion that they had for the footy club was terrific. There's a great. That's one of the great scenes too. And you, there's a scene and after Joycey departs and Hat's too devastated to talk. She's mm. like broken down and emotional in tears about you know Joycey. Yeah, because she's all yeah emotionally just all in invested. Yeah, in. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Can you remember what it was like with with Cordell? You know, filming back in the day or what that felt like? Because you know, you look now. There's cameras yeah. almost every day, every yep. club, everywhere. Was it? Did it feel that they were close, or, or did it feel? What did it feel like? With they Cordell? did a really good job. Yeah, um, they were they were a lot like you, Eddie. They they had full access. Yeah. Um, we hardly knew that you were around because you just sort of just you know put himself in a spot. But sometimes you knew that they were around. Like there was a lot of people, and um, you know the the big beam. Like I mean, back in the day, they had the big pole, and oh, so the sound, yeah, like the big the... sound beam, oh, and it was like wow. you know. Well, see, I, I think I had it a little bit easy because there, were, there was a bit of a ride and things were winning. And, and you know, hey, oh. hey we're, we're going right here. That would have been a lot harder to back in the day when things are sort of, you know, maybe falling apart a little bit to go, okay, you know. But you know what? I reckon they, lo- they loved it. Because oh, it was, it was if you're going to do a doco, you mm. either want to win the premiership or you want to come dead last and you want scandal and well, you want... Well. <laughs> Spoiler we're gonna, alert. We're going to start. <laughs> we don't win the flag in 96. Oh, well, that music. Is it a lot of a Godfather sort of homage? It's very, I don't know. Maybe. It's, a very, it's such a good downer. But then does it, does it remind you then of a... Of what football was like in that era, like I don't know when you see snippets of it, or what yeah, does it? I haven't watched it for a while. Yeah, um, I think it was on. It might have been on maybe the um, uh, during the final series of sixteen. Yeah, um, and it was on maybe I on Channel Seven right. or yeah, something like that. Right. They'd yeah, put it on the year of the dog because we were in the grand yeah. final and, and they played it. And my phone that night, I didn't know it was on. My, <laughs> my phone beep beep, and I'm like, "What the? What's going on?" And then photos of me in a turtleneck. The turtleneck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I wrote that down. I wrote that down. Yeah. Watching it last night. Thomas turtleneck. Oh, oh, no. Ripping turtleneck. Oh, this maybe we'll have to put a frame of that up on the uh, on the on I, the page. You know, I tell it. you what, Eddie, I should have brought it in because it is at Mum and Dad's place. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that should be in the Bulldogs it, Museum. Uh, it's at Mum and Dad's. That should be. That, that can we, is a ripper. Can we get that for in here? Yeah, I'll. I'll yes. You know what? I'll bring it. I'll bring it next week. We need it in the caravan. Uh, I think that it's was, hilarious. The, the Terry great. Wheeler duffel coat. We've got the picture of Alan Jackovich. We've got the bobbleheads of Bond and Woody. I want the Rowan Smith <laughs> turtle. <laughs> Turtleneck. Near the dog. So my photo. The photos coming up. People just killing themselves <laughs> laughing. Um, yeah. So it was. Uh, it was quite funny. Um, there was a. There was a lot happening during that season. Yeah. <laughs> But one of the things that we, we, we really should talk about was one of the players, Sean Baxter, gets cancer. Take us there. What? what? Uh, well, Shawnee was a little bit crook. Um, we didn't and we couldn't understand, you know, why and whatever. So it had all these tests. So it's like missing training. And, yeah, missing training. Yeah. Um, just could, had no energy. Um, he's thinking, yeah, what's, what's happening? What's going on? Diagnosed with cancer. And it's in his throat. Um, and so... You know, him going through that aspect of his life changing, basically, and his life flashing before his eyes. Because here is a young, fit AFL footballer, Mm. and he's crook, like Mm. really crook. Um, 
you know, seeing him go through the chemo, um, and they have to make the, uh, the face mask yeah. um, with it's like plastic, so it protects the skin, so it wouldn't burn and. Uh, like it was just horrific, um, especially for I was. We were all young, sort of back mm. then, and um, to see one of your mates go through that at that time, um, just it was just shocking, mm. shocking. But he's and he's he's good now, Sean. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's, he's up in Queensland now. Is yeah, he's up yeah. in Queensland. Yeah. So he's and he's good and um, you know it's, it was because it was a bit bit dicey there for for a little bit. We we got some really bad news saying you know this he could you know, pretty serious. he could yeah could pass away so glad that he fought it. There's not many moments in in rewatching it where I sort of think oh like jealous of of you blokes but there's a there's one win at out here at the Witten Oval and there's this beautiful image of you and Jono grabbing onto one another and I that describe what that thrill was like to to win in front of the the Bulldogs people <sighs> here to play here. Like this is my second home, basically. Mm. Um, but to to win in front of the faithful, like you can't describe the crowd here. I don't know. It was funny because we used to try. Uh, you know, we used to warm up. Now, Bobby, when you first came to the club, we used to warm up in right underneath the the, the EJ Witten stand. But the the smell of the pies, <laughs> the hot dogs, <laughs> and the dim sims would waft, I reckon, down the the cascade of the of the terraces, and then waft into the rooms. And you sit down and go, oh, geez, those pies smell good, you know, whatever. <laughs> but the hum as well of the crowd, the hum of the crowd, the build up of the the game, because the twos used to be playing beforehand, so you'd hear the cheers and and whatever, which was terrific. Mm. And uh, but the the people here. I don't know, it was something special about walking to the ground. People finding their their original spot. Mm. Like, I mean, my dad would stand in the same spot week in, week out, every single time. So when I was a kid, if I ever needed anything, I knew where dad was. If I'd yeah. go off and kick the footy or you had a slide in boxes or whatever, to, I, yeah, I, I knew where it was. But it, everyone used to be the same around in that area. Yeah. So winning here... Um, was special because it is our home and and I, there is no place like home especially playing um, in your own little backyard I suppose uh, the passion of the people this run on the ground after the game so siren to go and everyone used to just run on the on the ground so you'd have to fight through the crowd and people were jumping on you and patting you on the back and that's why that image so you were John- one of those kids and then you got yeah. to be one oh, of those yeah. men that's pretty incredible oh, yeah well, I, I, I know that's a, I know that's a well I know that's a well known Tail, yeah, you know. but I it's a rare tail now when you think about it because we, now you don't have you that can't, path, you can't, can't have that have path. That. No, you can't have that. Like, as soon as that siren, when I was a kid, as soon as that siren went out on the ground, I'd be running after Kelvin Templeton or Hawk or whoever, you know. Like, I mean, I'd be running after those guys and they'd be, you know, charging <laughs> off the ground. I'm thinking, I'm never going to catch these blokes. <laughs> um, and it was exactly the same that that image of me and John A going through the crowd fighting to get through to the race that's that image yeah um and you know nearly even the last the last game here of 97 you could not get off the ground it was phenomenal how how what were some of the tricks uh, not tricks but what were some of the secrets of this ground because you know you always hear about you know opposing clubs come here and how to play it were there, were there actually like ways to play this ground or that you guys thought that you know tricky little pockets or this that or whatever else or not really. Just no. have to deal with the, the Merry Creek mud. Um, we nearly lost Libra out on the far wing one day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but the th- the biggest thing, eighty was was the people didn't want to come here. Yeah, like I mean, classic interview Jason Dunstall about <laughs> coming out here. Now he hates the western suburbs. Purely says it. Just dislikes the Western Suburbs. Now, when he had to come out here and play, he'd flick the bales before he got here. So, yeah, so he where is an we, advantage we, for us? We 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 had a, a whole episode of this podcast on the last game at the Whitney. And what watching that again was one of the you see Peter Matera like putting oh, extra yeah. extra oh. jumpers <laughs> on. <laughs> if, you, if you were the coach of the West Coast, you go. I need to talk to Peter right now. <laughs> Peter, you are telling the whole world you don't want to be here. Oh, and that, that was so. the thing. So people, yeah. The, the old stories about turning the hot water off for the, the opposition. There was just no hot water for the opposition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've turned it, it, oh, they've <laughs> turned it off for us. No, no, no. no. <laughs> didn't have to turn it off. There is none. <laughs> there is none. <laughs> so we just, we loved it because we, we trained here. Um, as I said, we, we, you know, it was our backyard. It was our home. We loved playing here. No one else liked playing here. So you didn't really need the, you know, you just had to deal with the wind, the rain. Um, and we, yeah, we basically thrived on it. It was great. There, there was a moment in the film we just played two before when when Joycey passes a message down on the phone <laughs> and the runner, which we, and just played Bob and trying to understand. But you were a runner for a little while. Yeah. How hard was it to? What's it like relaying messages out on? So you run to rocket. Yeah, I ran the rocket. <laughs> what, was, what was that like? <laughs> it's like walking the plank. <laughs> it was, uh, I, I loved it. I reckon it was. It, was, it got me sort of back into footy. Were you nat- you're naturally organised and lo- like a clear thinker. Were you? Yep. Were you pretty good at? Okay, that's message one, two, three. I can do yep. that. I can. I could do it. No worries. Yeah. And I, rem- <laughs> I remember going out to Barry Hall one day and Rocket. <laughs> now Baz can listen to this. Rocket got. Put Bubba on the phone now. So I'm, I'll pick up the phone. Rightio, you relay this message exactly like this. And it was bang, and I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. No worries. Yeah, I if I run out and give this message exactly the same, now Rocket will, Rocket will see this, and I'll get a phone call tonight for sure. <laughs> if I relay this message exactly the same, Baz is either going to knock me out or he's going to run up the stands into the coach's box and knock Rocket out. Yeah. So I thought, oh, going to be nice and diligent just here, t- and I just get out there. T- hey, Baz, Rocket reckons you're going okay, mate. <laughs> but but the next the next contest comes down. You've got to be fierce. You've got to be you know strong and just charge at the footy and take the game on him. All right. Yep. Yep. No worries, Bubba. And he, and he was he was up and about. It was it was okay because he he'd been quite poor that day. Ball came down, takes a mark, reels, bang, kicks a goal. And I'm coming to the bench, and Rocket goes, See, I told you, it worked. <laughs> so, Bubby, so you're responsible for the next 10 so. years of players getting sprayed. <laughs> it works. It yeah, works. So I've never had the heart to tell Rocket that I really didn't give him the message of the way that he wanted me to give him. Oh, so that's very right. good. But what I was also to ask, because one of the great images that I remember sort of, you know, when I sort of started within TV was your 300th game. And you cheered off the ground, but you got quite emotional. Yeah, I oh, did. What, yeah. what? What's going through your mind? Like, does it like when you're getting cheered off at that point? Because you say you play two ninety night against Collingwood elimination final. Club win gets a chance to play three hundred. But what goes through your mind at that point? You know, you're a lifelong Bulldogs fan. You know, playing for that club, playing three hundred games at that point. Can you remember? Yeah, it was a, a surreal experience. Um, to, to play 300 games for the club that I grew up barracking for was amazing. Um, and then that point in time, because I'd sort of made the decision about six weeks prior um, that I would retire. Yeah. 
Um, and we needed to play. I needed to play every single game and two finals to yeah, play we, my three hundred. Win a final, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we had to win a final. Um, and I think Rocket really wanted to try and use that, um, especially with the young group that we had at that point in time. You know, Coons, Farron, Ray, all these play, all these young kids, um, Griff. Um, he wanted to try and sort of spark that a little bit um, to get that emotional, not emotional win, but to to really drive the winning a final because once you win a final you can get that um, enthusiasm and -hmm. and momentum Um, so yeah so Rocket really wanted to try and do that so um, to get that win against Collingwood and then to to fly to Perth the next week um, to play me 300th was was an amazing experience really because I didn't think I'd probably make it in the end I was probably saying that I was lucky to play 299 or 298 rather than unlucky to play 300 Mm. Um, so it it was good to get there it was great to get there um, but coming off the ground, um, I did get emotional. You know what? I, how emotional I am. You get emotional now. <laughs> I do. Started this now. Is there any tissues <laughs> <Get> around <some> here? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I was actually really good. I was okay. And then Jono and, and Granny lifted me up, and then I. You were good when you teared up, mate. Yeah, I. But, like that's, I, and that's the but that was the. Yeah, that was. I'm not. I'm not. I don't shy away from the fact yeah. that I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. And it's okay to cry. Yeah. I cry in movies. I cry in kids' movies. I used to go take the kids to the movies. And the kids would go, oh, are you crying, Dad? And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, I've got a little bit of a heart, you know. Toy Story 3. Oh, when they're going down the oh, rubbish. Nice. Oh, come on. Um, so I, I make no apologies for that. But it was pure emotion, just thinking that my footy career is, is finished. It's finishing. And I didn't want it to finish. Yeah. Nobody wants it to finish. It has to come to an end at some point in time. Um, and getting carried off and walking down that race at, at Subi uh, for the last time was really, really emotional. Um, and I thought, I'm never going to feel this ever, ever again. Um, and I felt like that was deep yeah. for me. So a lot of players just go, oh, well, you know, that's it. And, but I thought about it deeply, um, and it hurt. Mm. Didn't want it, didn't yeah. want it to finish. Uh, still on the heavy emotional stuff. Um, You're trying here, aren't you? Big time. (laughs) This is is Oprah. (laughs) Now, I want to ask you about your time as a boundary rider. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm a a veteran of boundary riding one game. One game. (laughs) It's a brotherhood. It is a brotherhood. Boundary riders are a brotherhood. What was your your experience like? (sighs) He did it. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I can butcher the English language. Better than any person going round. It's a long and Footscray tradition. So was this, would, was this the, year, the year after you finished? Yeah, so the year after I finished. Yeah. <laughs> Basically didn't know what to do. Yeah. Got a phone call from Fox. We'd love for you to be a boundary commentator. Yeah, no worries. And I get quite nervous, quite anxious, especially in front of groups. In front of, uh, um, you know, if I was just coaching the backs boys, yeah. I'd stand up in front of the backs boys and, and just be no worries, be natural and be calm, whatever. As soon as there's a bigger crowd... I, my heart starts going a little bit, and then I start to tense up a little bit. I would rather sit in the hole <laughs> if Tony Locker thrown down <laughs> rather than stand in front of that camera with the red light goes on. Oh, dead set. You know how people say, oh, deer in the headlights type thing? That was really. As soon as that red light came on, I was like, oh, what am I going to say? And like, I, I froze. And you think that you get used to it. I never got used to it, so I did it for four years, and four I was four years, yeah, oh, four years, and it was long. four years of hell for me, <laughs> and I was shit 
the first day and I was <laughs> shit the last day. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, when I, so I did, I've done it once. And it was it was a terrifying oh, experience. Yeah. Oh. So I'm in there. He came and hit me across the head. Because <laughs> it was a Bulldogs game. So he knew what I was going. So I sat, got the microphone and you're looking down the barrel, but you're waiting. And they in the earpiece, which is so disconcerting. Oh, yeah. Now that's enough to throw most footballers. This is the earpiece, someone talking to you. But the, the call was, Sandy Roberts will throw to you and ask you about Aaron Norton's ankle. And I'm saying, okay. But then I'm listening to Sandy Roberts and I can't hear a word he's saying. It's like crackle. Like, and it's like the panic, I could feel it in my toes, oh. just kind of like, oh, like the, temp, like the mercury in a thermometer <laughs> going through my head thinking I might actually, I might be on your television screen right now, just oh. frozen. And then, it, and then it's sort of the crackle and it's like, then we go down to Bob Murphy to talk about Aaron Norton's ankle. Ah! <laughs> oh, there is seriously, there's nothing. I tell, tell well, you the, produ- the producer said to me straight away, "Goes, yeah, now Bubba couldn't. <laughs> Bubba never got over that feeling." <laughs> oh mate, I, I hated it. It was it was really bad. It was one of my first experiences. Was down at Geelong, and you used to have to do a coming up for Fox Sports. Now I don't know if you actually did one of these, Bob, but they threw me under the bus when I was. T- because they knew I was shitting myself, right? <laughs> so they've gone, right, yeah, we'll get Bubba to do the, the coming up. So it was a 15-second. Now, 15 seconds, you think, oh, do it easy. 15-second spiel about the game, just giving a little bit of a snippet saying, coming up on Fox Sports, da 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 and we'll see you right back after the break. And that was all you had to do. Yeah. Do you reckon? And it was rivalry round. Now, live, <laughs> live or pre-record? It was pre-record, yeah, which is yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, but yes. How many did you fluff? <laughs> well, I could not get out the word rivalry. <laughs> so even when you it. said it, then it was rivalry? like you had anaesthetic yeah. in your <laughs> jaw. I started, rivalry. To the, started to get the tick. Rural juror. So anyway, so the crowd. And the oh. bo- I could hear Jason Dunstall and Danny Crawley, <laughs> two of the biggest pests going around. They, I could hear them in my ear going. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and 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 the blood, like your mercury, I could feel it, and I'm like, oh, and my heart's like, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. And I I crack the shit. So I said, no, nah. and they go, mate, you got to do it, you got to do it, and they forced me to do it thirty times. Oh. Thirty thirty goes and got, and I got it, and the sweat coming down. I had to put more makeup on. You had to put more makeup on. It was just horrific. And it was just a scarred experience that I will never, ever forget in my life. It was a great experience, but uh, scarred. doesn't sound like a great experience. <laughs> Good experience for the um, yeah, for, uh, for, for, uh, for, yeah, for other things. Oh, but, uh, yeah, so we'll have was, to go back and find shocking. that. When was it? Was the first oh, don't year? worry. They'll, they'll have it in the archives. I'll try, worry, I'll try and chase sure. up the blooper reel of that. Oh. Yeah, uh, Bubba, mate, thanks so much for joining us. Great to get your insights on no the Year worries. of the Dogs, but especially about being having two lots of makeup. <laughs> as, <laughs> as it's been. It's always, always great to have a chat, mate. Thank thanks. you. Thanks, thanks for us. Thanks, Last theory for you, eighty. Yes, the year of the dogs and the outsiders. Your documentary. Oh. The, they're kind of the two sides of the coin. Yep. How, do you, how do you like that as a bit of a theory? Just the no, it's good, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's a nice kind of fit twenty yep. years apart. Yeah, which I think um, is a, a credit to you and credit to Michael Cordell of you know a real time oh, capsule. Still, yeah, it is. That's still an amazing piece. I, I just when I watched it again, I'm like, I'm just in. Yeah, the I mean, way it's put together. Yeah, it's just okay. 
Yeah. Uh, it was, it was uh, always a joy to go down memory lane. Um, great to chat with, with Bubba Smith. Um, in the immortal words of Terry Wallace, 80, have a share and we'll see you back at the social club. But to go out, we'll listen to a, an underrated speech. Yeah, well, well, yeah, you know, Terry Wallace always the, gets the plaudits for the yeah. great speeches, but I always had a soft spot for Rick Kennedy. The rhythms. The of, rhythms of Rick Kennedy. <laughs> the dulcet rhythms of Rick Kennedy. <laughs> the last time we'll ever say, to take you out, the dulcet <laughs> rhythms of Rick Kennedy. Get See out. Mate. Um, it's an enormous honour, guys, and a privilege to uh, have the opportunity to say some words about Walt. And there's been some tough times, Walt, hasn't there? Been some good times, some tough times. But through all those times, there's been times when your back's been against the wall. As a club, as an individual. And you've stood up and you've stayed focused on the end result. You know, talk about focus and guts and focus and guts and focus and guts. Is it rounding up the troops in the last three weeks? The bloke's got a busted bloody hand. And we're running around feeling sorry for ourselves. He's got a busted hand, he's running around patting you on the ass. Do you think he's in pain? Of course he's in pain. But he's focused and he's showing heart and guts. Because that's the qualities he's shown for 14 years at Footscray Footy Club. <laughs> So all he's going to be looking for out of all the guys here is for you to stand with him. You know what? You stand with him, you'll win the game. Stand with him, boys. Come on, boys. Just move over to him and stand there with him like a man, like he is. That's all he's going to ask. Nothing more. I'm jealous of that. And I know I'm speaking to a number of guys here. We're all jealous of we can't stand next to Wall. You actually get the opportunity to show him how you feel. So, guys, I wish you luck. If you don't do it for yourselves, just have a look at the bloke next to you and behind you. And while you've been a credit to yourself, mate, your family, Footscray Footy Club. Oh, no, no.